0: <laughs> Welcome to the HS Innkeepers podcast. We're glad you found your way here, and we're
1: back. We're back. <laughs> I'm yes, here double.
0: I don't know Only,
2: who you guys are. It, was, it was just a demo. weird echo because okay. it was like so long since we've done one that it
0: echoed. <laughs> uh, I'm hearing
1: white noise. Okay. It? Well, uh,
0: because we'll, it's, it's been, like so, a, long it's been so long. It's probably been so We'll work it out. Noise. Anyway, it's welcome. Like welcome to the Innkeepers podcast. We are a podcast for innkeepers covering Hearthstone's fireside gatherings. With insight and information, we hope all of our fellow innkeepers find useful. I'm Avantes from Knoxville, Tennessee. This is Root from Orlando, Florida.
1: And this is O'Leary from Halifax in Canada. Wow, it feels like so long since we've done this, but it's only been about a month because we've been so busy. Really yeah, really cool. a lot of stuff going
0: yeah. on. It's the yeah. life of an innkeeper. <laughs> it really is. It
2: really, really is. <laughs> what What have you been doing for the last month? Uh, we'll start with Patrick. What have you been doing for the last month since you haven't been here?
0: Uh yes um so yes I, I know you had vacation you were like vacationing in i one, went on one vacation week. with my family um my woodworking hobby has kind of become a business and it's it uh-huh. kind of picked up a little bit i got really busy uh down here in the south it's carpenter bee season and so i was uh pumping out carpenter bee traps as hard as i could go um and playing playing uh A lot of Hearthstone, watching a lot of tournaments. Watched DreamHack, watched HCT Summer, which we'll talk about a little more later. And uh, just planning some future Hearthstone events that I'm really excited about that I can't talk about yet.
1: It's almost news. (laughs) It's almost Almost news. (laughs) It's our news segment, everybody. It's like soon TM. (laughs) <laughs> the equivalent for Innkeepers is just almost news. Like yeah, We, we have, can't talk we about it, but something's on the horizon.
0: How, how about you, and Larry? What have you been into?
1: Oh, gosh. I've been into a lot. Um, I think since last time we were online, I had a birthday. I worked Formula One Grand Prix in Montreal, which was the most amazing experience. I got a direct thumbs up from Lewis Hamilton and Danny Ricciardo. <laughs> Are those um, race car drivers? A couple of the best, yeah. Okay, okay. cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I built an Ikea bed by myself. Pretty impressed. You might see that my uh, my background is different, switching things up. Um, But working on a few things, um, just kind of trying to reset life a little bit and focus on some new projects. But lots of new stuff, lots of fun stuff. And I'm really excited that we're back because this is a really fun show to be a part of. And Root saving the best for loss because <laughs> you were just involved with HGT summer, right? Spring, I, I, summer? I I get confused because it's I feel summer. like summer is spring, but now, like bullet <laughs> well, summer like I get a bit confused. But you were just um on the helm of that. So that must have been so much fun for you.
2: That was it was a blast. Um it's really interesting. So this last month I've been home like uh, the month of Hardly June. Ever. <laughs> yeah, for a total of 5 days I was at the house. Um wow. So I was able, kind of like Patrick, the by the yeah, Sorry, right, just... putting up with, or not putting up with this. She probably had a nice vacation when I wasn't here. <laughs> um, much like Patrick, the maker side of my life is, is taking off a lot. Uh, and I was able to go to NomCon, which is a Nation of Makers conference uh, that was in Santa Fe, New Mexico this year. And got to work on, finally, my project with Adam Savage. Uh, that yeah, you can, can finally be, uh, talk about. We can talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we shot some scenes for some stuff and worked with him, threw some pictures up. Uh, he is as genuine as a person as I've ever met, and incredibly intelligent, and can think in three dimensions, if, if that's a way to describe it. He's able to see things, visualize them, and just make stuff happen. It's just an amazing person to work with. Uh, following that awesome experience, right on the tail end of that, I headed to uh, Washington, DC, to Capitol Hill, where they had the Capitol Hill Maker Faire, uh, which I have I have a show that I do called Nation of Makers that was able to go both to NomCon and then to Capitol Hill Maker Faire. Uh, the beauty then that is I was able to go to Capitol Hill into our congressmen's offices and actually interview them for a podcast. And so from the podcasting side of things, that was pretty cool. Uh, I was able to address a committee, um, uh, science, technology, space science and technology, one of those orders. Uh, it was a committee of about uh, 10 Congress people. Uh, and I was able to address them uh, about podcasting, uh, which was pretty awesome. The only kind of weird questions we had, we had two weird qu- Most of them were normal questions, like all the podcasting questions you get. Um, the two that were kind of weird was one was the person had an issue with the term subscribe. Like, well, how much is that going to cost me? Well, nothing. It's free. You can subscribe for free. And they didn't, they didn't like that concept. Um, I, I, I got out of it that one by saying it's kind of like how you subscribe to someone's point of view. That doesn't cost you a dime. So Ooh, that's dodged. a very good
1: way to put it because honestly, unless you know YouTube, <coughs> I'm so sorry, I keep coughing. Um, like when you subscribe to something, it typically you have to give info or like credit card info. So yep, that's actually something. a very clever way to put it to make to kind of bridge that gap between the minds I
0: always, yeah. it, like, I always thought of it like, it like a newsletter
2: like a newsletter right yeah. yeah. and then the other weird question when someone asked uh, if they, they say you know they don't download anything for the fear of getting viruses um, which I had to be honest while well, there's nothing there yet is, the further along we go in podcasting with the metadata that's being inserted in mp3s who knows maybe someday but right now no Um. And then I was home for the five days. And then, as Leary just mentioned, I got to travel to California to be part of the uh, Hearthstone Championship Tour, Hearthstone Championship Summers, or whatever they call it. It was like all this repetitive stuff. Uh, but we will talk about that more uh, later on in the show. And um, a lot of people were there that are here tonight, including Scott Bites, uh, Heatwave was there. Um, the <laughs> I'm forgetting names all of a sudden. Uh, James was there. James is our innkeeper with, like, the best handlebar mustache in the world.
0: Confirmed. Bones. Yeah.
2: Confirmed. Uh, <laughs> what's that?
0: It's a confirmed. <laughs> oh,
2: confirmed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there the a couple other innkeepers there. Eric was there, a couple other innkeepers, and it was really cool to see uh, that Those innkeepers kind of show up and support. And the best part of that I liked about them being there, there were two parts I liked about being there. Number one, if they were sitting at a table, I knew that if I could get a tournament or something started on that table, I didn't have to worry about that table anymore. And we'll come back to that. But the second part was, I would also do introductions and go, like, hey, like, if, if I knew, for instance, we'll take uh, James, and I was at a table that James was sitting at, or I'll go, I'll look at somebody else, and I'll go, just out of curiosity, where are you from? And they're like, oh, here in the LA area. I'm like, well, cool, let me introduce you to one of your local innkeepers. And they're like, what? We have these things here? And then people, <laughs> the greatest part was people go, well, well what's a fireside gathering? You know, it's like, And we'd look at the big stage, look at everything around us, and go, it's just like this, really, just come on out. You know, just it's less exact- light. <laughs> <laughs> So that, that has been uh, my week uh, and our month, basically, coming up here uh, to episode number 32. But coming up on this, we are going to be talking about some news and shares and introductions and a and, uh, spotlight for the Innkeeper podcast, of course. And we're going to go over, I'm going to let you guys grill me about my experience at the ACT Summer Championships, including you guys in chat. If you have questions about that experience, go ahead and give me, uh, just let them in there and chat, and we'll get to them. Well, Larry, this is where you say, Don't forget.
1: No, no, it's, yeah, it's it Innkeeper News. His name, no, is...
2: no, but look right oh, above that oh, the big yeah. yellow box.
1: So, yeah, it's highlighted. We, I thought we skipped by it. The same one that I miss <laughs> every time. Don't forget. <laughs> that's why you put it fellow... in the yellow box. <laughs> Fellow innkeepers, um, for all of your Hearthstone innkeeper needs, make sure you check out FiresideGatherings.com. That is the Blizzard official website where you will host your fireside and get all the cool info uh, surrounding the different um, campaigns that you can be involved with and those kinds of elements part of the Fireside Gatherings program. But for resources made by innkeepers for innkeepers, check out HsInnkeepers.com. Um, this is a resource that. Uh, previously mentioned Innkeeper Bites, who is basically the most legendary innkeeper in our community. Um, One of the things he's been working on for a long time now is um, collecting resources and, you know, just different uh, pieces for firesides that We create as Innkeepers, and he puts them together on this website. It's a really cool thing. Um, Definitely check it out if you're looking for ideas. My favorite time to visit that website is around new expansion season, which is coming up. It's coming up. It's probably next month. So definitely bookmark it, hsinnkeepers.com, and keep an eye out for new material coming up there all the time.
0: All righty, then. It's time for the news. The news. So, we are in that nice quiet lull between Season 2 and Season 3 of Tavern Hero Qualifiers. So, while everything plays out, now is the perfect time to schedule some of those more casual events for your patrons. Do some fun things on the side, and know that starting August 31st, Season 3 of Tavern Hero Qualifiers will be back upon us and you can start scheduling those hardcore competitive events that your patrons know and love. Um, So yeah, season 3 will run August 31st through October the 14th this year. So uh, we've got um, about two months until the next season of Tavern Hero Qualifiers. So take advantage of that. Run some fun events uh, for your patrons, some uh, casual stuff, some things you maybe haven't tried before. You never know. Um, I actually have a uh, Hearthstone and Brew event at a local tavern coming up later this month. Um, It's going to be a casual event. We're just going to sit around, have a few pints, and play some uh, tavern brawl. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Also... Announced just today.
1: Fresh, fresh off the
0: announcement. Hot yeah. news. Hot news. We have almost <laughs> hot, news and then hot, hot news. Fireside hot, <laughs> hot, hot, <laughs> hot news. So uh, there was a blog post on the Hearthstone news site this afternoon that they are making some upcoming minion type adjustments. So make sure that your patrons are aware of these changes that are coming because it will affect the way some cards are played for instance uh, mountain giants and molten giants will now be considered elementals Finally, and that's going to be huge in some deck archetypes so make sure your players your player base is aware of these changes and that they're planning accordingly and then the last bit of uh, news that we have to talk about is something that you know, Root and I are super proud of, and that's our very own O'Leary went five and O in UHL last week in her match against. Uh, you played um, Stormrage. Stormrage. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, it, congratulations! It Tell us about that match.
1: So so for those of you who don't know, the United Hearthstone League is a, it's a Hearthstone League um, that really has spawned for, I would say, podcast personalities within Hearthstone. Um, and I've never competed before. And Avanti's being somewhat involved with the league, um, Volan told me that I should play <laughs> on behalf of the Innkeeper podcast. As and and I, do not
0: re- the- I do not regret <laughs> that decision at all.
1: Thank you, um, and it, it's been a blast playing. Um, we had the open playoff season. I mean, it's a playoffs, so I made top four in our division. <coughs> there are two divisions, and how it works is from the top four of every division. It's basically like a semi finals uh, quarterfinals, semifinals, and then if you win your division, you play the winner of the other division. Um, I won my cult final match 5-0, uh, it's a best of 9, I don't know how it happened, although I will say that the morning of I was trying to build the cup, last couple of decks and I wanted King Mookla for my rogue deck and I bought classic packs and opened a golden King Mookla. so from then on I was like, okay, R and Jesus, I feel like you're with me on this. Um, and honestly, Stormage played really well, he played some fun decks and I am most certainly worried about my match on Friday <laughs> against Red Knight See, he, he, competes, you know, he realizes he's a real competitor. So we'll see how it goes, but it has been a lot of fun and it's been a lot of fun to kind of bring the Innkeeper podcast into, um, kind of a more general community within Herstone with the podcast community for it. So thank you guys for the support and like five hours, let just probably the best I'll ever do <laughs> so I'll hold on to it for as long as I can but it has been really fun for sure
0: yeah you're in the final four you win this the week final
1: four. Yep. it's like oh come on right and I'm like wow oh, the final four so yep. Yep. so
0: one more win gets you to the grand finals and then one more win yeah. after that and you're the champion so
1: I know it's like England in the world cup right now who by the <laughs> way won penalty shootouts today for the first time in 22 years So if they can do it, I feel like I can do it.
0: There you go. So, and, uh, Bytes had a soft announcement in chat. Inkeepersquest.com is a teaser site he's just put up for a huge influencer event happening July 28th for charity. There will be more information on that coming soon. So, uh, Check out innkeepersquest.com. You can enter your email address and get more info when it's available. All right. um, That brings us to a little bit of housekeeping. And as a reminder, uh, this was brought up in the chat the other day. And um, just as a reminder, when you are gifting packs, especially as prizes for fireside gatherings, you as the giver have to be friends with that person for a minimum of seven days before you can gift packs it's an account protection thing against fraud uh it's it's super helpful and uh you know understand that's why it's there but yeah just let if you're not friends with the winner of your tournament friend them on battle.net, let them know seven days, they'll get their prize. So, uh, A'Leary, why don't you tell us about our top share of the week?
1: Um, Yes, sorry. I just realized that our move bot for the Fireside Brawl is actually still set for May. That's how long it's been. So I was gonna fix that, but I'll fix it after because we have a very, very cool top share of the week. Um, For those of you who may not know, we like to highlight some of the amazing content that innkeepers from around the globe share in the Discord server for um, innkeepers. To mention for maybe the fifth time <laughs> in the show already, um, we look to bite Scott Levy uh, from Irvine, California. Um, he has found a digital Hearthstone Pictionary solution, which I think most, if not all of us who have tried Pictionary at a 5 gathering, it is one of the funnest things you can do. It really gets everyone involved. It's a lot of fun. Um, so his post in the Discord server says, last time I did it, we used a Zoom teleconferencing or Skype for business app connected from iPad to computer hooked up to a display. For his event next week, he's going to try out um, a whiteboard fox.com which he's tested and he says that seems pretty solid and if anyone else has any suggestions for using a tablet to draw on um, for a group event to share that so that we can kind of work towards that as well. So what I'm going to do is I will share um, this link live in the chat right now so if you want to check it out you're more than welcome to and thank you Bytes again for more amazing content and more input for and keepers to share and use for firesides. It's a great one. I,
2: I did get a chance to try out Whiteboard Fox, um, and I really really like it. It's very simple. You can actually have uh, a single person on it, or you can actually share a link with multiple people to actually draw on that board. So you could do like really?
1: team like yeah, you
2: could do team, team pictionary.
1: You, you really could do that.
2: So I have a, a, a mouse, and I don't have it with me. Uh, it's at it's at my studio, and it's called a Wow pin, W O W P E N.
1: Wait, but like nothing to do with World of Warcraft. That's a nothing at all
2: to do with World of Warcraft. <laughs> it's an ergonomic mouse, so it kind of you kind of hold it like you would hold a pen, but it's a mouse. So your hand fits at a, a it's at an angle instead of a mouse angle, which I find when I'm drawing on a computer to be much easier for me. Uh, So I I would, and they're cheap. They're not not anything. They're very inexpensive little ergonomic mice called wow pins. You can find them on Amazon, I'm sure. Uh, So I'm going to be using, bringing some of those to our next fireside and letting people try out this Pictionary because that's, it's a lot of fun. But the issue you have with that is, okay, now I'm going to lose this, you know, if you go buy one of those big either whiteboards and I got to tote that around or you're going to have to get one of those big. Paper pads that you got to turn around and lose and repurchase, but this is fantastic You can project it to the front of the audience or the screen rather and uh, if you have that kind of setup or large screen TV If you have that whatever you've got you can project it to that and then people can share and we actually get a team uh, System going so It's gonna be kind of fun.
1: I love that idea
2: uh, We talk about Are we gonna cover some folks in our innkeeper spotlight uh, we have Ben from Seattle, Washington. It says greetings. I've recently started a Seattle tavern that gets together Monday evenings at our awesome venue called Coin Dexter's, which I love that name. He uh, says his intentions are to be a casual weekly get together for people who are into Hearthstone. That always helps for those. Uh, but he's open to tournaments and the awesome Kobolds and Catacombs Fireside Adventures. Once we get more established, dungeon runs. Uh, he's talking about doing those dungeon runs, which is always great to do. Uh, so, Ben from Seattle, welcome, well met.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, and uh, we had a couple of uh, new people join uh, this week. Uh, one of them is Dads, D A D Z, also known as Ed from Japan. He says, Hello, everyone. This is actually my second intro here, but I am now the community manager for Blizzard in Japan. I put most of my work into improving player experience and supporting as much as I can fireside gatherings that take place around the country. If anyone travels to Japan and wants to experience Hearthstone with the locals, just hit me up. And then, uh, we
1: have, can I I do this one? I'm so sorry. No, please go right ahead. So we've had, we've had a, a few, um, of, I think Blizzard is, you know, they're adding more people to the community teams, and it's great. Um, Christina, always. Um, I worked with Christina at ESL on Hearthstone years ago, and she's been, you know, involved with the community for a long time, and she now works at Blizzard, and I'm so proud of her, and she's on the esports team, and it it's one of those things where you see, like, fellow organizers and people in the community and they're working towards a goal when you actually see them achieve it it really is really special and we're so lucky to have her working on the esports team um, and this was her intro in the discord she said hi everyone my name is christina i've been silently lurking for a week or two but i just officially joined the hs esports team alongside kyle A little bit of background on myself, I worked with the HSC Sports team for a couple of years now for HCT Broadcasts. For any of you that have run HCT Playoff venues, I was one of the Observer Skypes asking you to adjust webcams and to grab players for their on-stream match. Look forward to working and chatting with you all. And I'm just so excited to have Christina officially on the Blizzard team helping on that side of things. It's great to have you here.
2: I think I worked with her a little bit this past event yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah, she was there yeah
2: yeah i think i did so that'd be kind of cool
0: yeah and then we also have marianne who uh, is also from irvine she's the new global community manager she says hey everyone my name is marianne and i work at blizzard on global fireside gathering initiatives among other things i used to take care of our sea region and i'm originally from singapore So if you're curious about what it's like out there, ask me, and I'll try to answer.
2: I think SEA is
0: Southeast Asia. Southeast Asia. Okay. Cool. Well, that's awesome. Uh, Welcome to all of our new joins.
1: I have a list. I'm going to go through. If I've missed you um, since we've been on, I'm very sorry. Let us know, and we'll give you a shout-out next time. But we have, for Newton Keepers, that are verified in our server. Um, If you join the Innkeeper Discord server, all you need to do is change your uh, server nickname to include your location and post a little intro, and that's how you get verified and unlock all of the resource channels. So these are our new Innkeepers that have done that in the past month. We have Ben B. from Seattle, Washington, uh, Garisar from Victorian British Columbia, Canada, Pugsoy from Wellington, New Zealand, Um, we have Marco from Rome in Italy. We have Proti from Timisoara, sorry if I said that wrong, in Romania. And we also have Michael Lancaster from Irvine in USA as well. So welcome everybody and you know it's. I feel like things are going to start hyping up again really soon when the uh, new teasers start coming out for the expansion and we start coming up with fun ideas for launch parties. I'm excited. Cool. So
0: yeah. So now, root. Hi. <laughs> that brings us to our main topic, oh which my is goodness. all about root. How did that happen? Oh, wait. Root made the show notes. No. <laughs> Dude, no. <laughs> no. It's we, true. You know. <laughs> we really do want to hear about what it was like. Give us your innkeeper report from HCT Summer.
2: Absolutely. So for me, and uh, your experiences may vary. If you ever are chosen to uh, in keep an HCT, um, your experience may vary wildly from what my experience was. Um, there were a lot of lessons that I learned, which I'm going to share with you guys tonight. So this just isn't a. Uh, I'm not trying to to toot my own horn, it's far from that. I want to share the experience that I had so that if others go there, they are aware of some things that are a little different than other events that you may do. Um, So number one for me, this was a seven-day event, uh, including travel time. It's a seven-hour flight going there and a four-hour flight coming back. Thank you, Rotation of the Earth. Um, That's how those things work. Planes in the Earth are fun. Uh, So there is some time involved with travel. Uh, Then getting from the airport uh, to the hotel, You know, just travel and stuff involved. So the first day I was there was nothing at all, uh, just chill, get into the hotel. I I got in at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon and was able just to to go check out the area around uh, the hotel, which was kind of cool. Had a lot of fun just walking around and and seeing some stuff. Uh, Side note, they gave me a... ADA or handicap room, if you will. So everything was like wide aisles, um, an elevated toilet, which was really nice. A walk-in shower, which had like, it was with with a bench in it. And that was kind of cool. So it was like, it was ready for anybody with any kind of uh, handicap or or needed assistance of any kind. Um, But yet I got it, which was really, and then I talked to some other people, including Christina, who said she got one too so I didn't feel as bad. Um, then pre-tournament day. So this is a day you go and you're ready to get all set up, you're ready to see the venue, you're ready to, to to do just get your game plan and make sure you're gonna execute and find out what you have forgotten and that's that list you're gonna go down. Well, they were behind. And so there was some stuff that was still working out and there was zero for me to do that day. However, I got to see some stuff, let me tell you. Number one, I'm an early person, so I tend to arrive, if I'm supposed to be somewhere early, or somewhere on time, I get there earlier than I'm supposed to be there. Um, And I kind of just waved that whole flag about, hey, I'm the innkeeper, and it got me further than I thought it would. I actually got temporary credentials from Blizzard, and at one point in time, they had assigned me a temporary office. True story. (laughs)
1: Like a a personal office, or a shared office?
2: Oh, well... There was was okay, it the we're, closet? Was, <laughs> or are you sharing was it with brooms? <laughs> it was not a closet, but okay. it was a shared resource office, but I, mm. I'll take that. That was fine. Um, <laughs> I felt really cool. And, and they showed me where the employee break room was, and I was allowed to get coffee there. So I felt kind of kind of cool. Like, oh, hey, regular Blizzard person making my coffee. <laughs> you know, so. Are there any puppies? Cause they, they I saw no up, puppies that place. day. No, did not see any. I would have remembered <laughs> that. Um, but in addition, once everybody started getting to the people I was supposed to be there and see, um, I walked around a lot of places in the um, Burbank Studios. Now, for those of you who don't know, the, the um, Blizzard Arena is in the Burbank Studios, uh, where the Johnny Carson Tonight Show used to be shot. So you're in some hollowed ground for TV. And uh, there's some ghosts in that place, let me tell you. Uh, but I'm walking around, and, and my little security badge, me, it's like a little mag card. Sure, I'm trying it on various doors that, that are locked, and they didn't work on the vast majority of them. But some they did, but it wasn't. I was supposed to be there anyhow, so it was no big deal. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's not like, oh, wow, I found Johnny Carson's secret stash. No, nothing like that. It was, uh, it was just a... Uh, it was just a cool experience. So, the room, one of the rooms, that was so cool to me. They call it the Observer Room, and uh, you sit in there, and there's two rows of of computers, or, and and then a, people are watching uh, the gameplay, so that they are watching what the players are doing on their on their computers uh, in duplicate. So there are always. Uh, everything's redundant. So if, some, if one thing breaks, they have a backup to go to immediately. So there's so much redundancy built into this production, it'll blow your mind. And actually, it's triple. So you have redundancy. Christina was doing, she's watching two gameplays from two different angles. So she's watching four screens at once. At once, there's a word, once, uh, at once, and making sure she is communicating with the players what classes are doing, what bands are doing. She's communicating the bands, the classes, what ma- matches next. She's communicating all this information back and forth. Next to her, Kyle's there, our, our, new, uh, our new Kyle was the new. I can't even think of what he is right now. Uh, but he is single-handedly manning an OBS stream backup in case everything goes down. He's just like keyboard crazy with all these keyboard shortcuts that they've got for OBS. And he is just knocking it out of the house. And at first, I'll admit that I thought that that's what everything was running through. I'm like, there is no way they're running this through OBS with everything else going on in the studio. But I found out that I was just like a a triple
0: backup type, you know, uh, parachute just in case everything went down. So I work in technology and redundancy is king. Oh yeah, uh,
2: <laughs> and let me tell you about this place. There were I wanted to take pictures so bad in some places, and nobody said I couldn't. My conscience kept me from taking pictures in a lot of places, um, but there. So there was one picture that I took, and I'll share it with I'll share it with you guys later because uh, I can, because they said so. That is where the broadcast feed all comes out of. It's where the director sits or stands and tells people what cameras to go to, what what the cameras to do, and all the this kind of stuff. Room. Control room, there's a the people in the back that handle lighting. It's a really cool, really cool room. To the next of it is its duplicate with another staff who are ready to take over at any moment in case that whole room goes down. Uh, so it is just an amazing – there are over 100 people doing this production to bring us the Hearthstone tournaments that we watch online. Uh, so day one was just me getting all of that into my head and finding out where stuff was, I'm very much, you know, as as an innkeeper, you're going to be front of the house is what they call it. You're going to be visible, and you are the person who's going to have the most flexibility. So you have, in my mind, it, like I need to know where stuff is. I need to know where the men's room, where the ladies' room is for the guests. I need to know exits, entrance, all this kind of stuff, because you're going to get asked 101 questions. So day one for me was getting the lay of the land, running around, Introducing myself to people, finding out what those people were doing just in case I needed to get a hold of those people for anything else during the entire event. So it was basically a recon day for me, if you will. And since there was a little snafu in their setup, day one for me, uh, they're like, look, you can hang out longer or you can bug out. And I was kind of tired, so I bugged out. So headed on on back to the hotel, crashed early, great night. Tournament day one rolls around.
1: Sorry, that's my idea of a great night. I crashed early. It was a great night. <laughs> hey. I love baby. that.
2: That's you know, if I get to bed before ten, it's a great night. Oh, I'm it kidding. Is.
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> so the tournament day one, we had no audience for tur- tournament day one. It was only streamed online. So tournament day one, I was able to hang out like. In in the front of the house where everybody was sitting, it was funny because production people were just sitting around and watching and waiting for their cues and whatnot. And the tournament's happening, and everything's happening like full full bore back in in the production side. Everybody is you know on on their a game back in there, and I'm like, hey, I'm not going to get in the way because I would get in the way and I don't want to. So I'm hanging out in the front of the house where my station would be anyhow, and I am. Able to complete my regular setup, realizing, OK, these are the things that I'm missing. These are the things I'm needing. And these are the things that changed from the original uh, floor plan to what we have now. And so once I had all that, now I'm able to go ahead and print my, because everything was on paper. So I, I print my um, uh, brackets up and I printed my my little, little sheets up with player one, player two, the band sheets, just for people to keep track of. So I got all that printed and I went ahead and printed it at FedEx, which is just a couple of blocks away, and got a got a lift there. And so I hit my little lift app and I get the lift and he meets me out in front of one of the gates of the of the Burbank Studios. And the guy's like, Hey, brah, you know you're just going like three blocks away, right? And I'm like, um, yeah, but I don't know this area. So he goes, Oh man, it's Burbank. It's totally chill. But anyhow, he still takes me over there. He's like, Oh, dude, you play Hearthstone? That's cool. And that's literally how the dude talked. I'm like, this is so crazy. So he gets me, gets me over there, drops me off. He's like, do you want me to hang out? I'm like, no, I'm going to be like an hour. So I print, cut, do everything there at FedEx, come back, and I show him this awesome FedEx box. Like, I'm super proud of this thing. I'm like, look, I got it all. It's all done. It's super cool. And they're like, oh, you could just use print services. That would have been like super fine, could have done it. We have a whole thing back over there. Didn't ask
1: the more you know, the
2: more you know, right? I, I, I didn't ask, where's that
1: star at? Yeah, something. I just yeah.
2: assumed that I would have to go do that. And, um,
1: but I feel like that comes from like as an innkeeper, you just make it happen. Like on the day of, if you need prints, you just look for a closed print shop and you make it happen. You make like, it happen. You I make think it. that that's what that comes from, and it's not a bad thing.
2: Oh, the, you know? the worst part is like on, on my, and I should have kept something because it's funny. So, on my uh, eight person bracket, I was trying to do it. I'm horrible with graphics. And so, I found this online bracket generator and I made my bracket. Well, then, when I did the print preview, of course, their URL is right across the bottom of it. And so, I'm like, all right, no problem. I can edit a PDF. So, I edit the PDF and I put a little white box over it. Looked good. When I printed it, there's their URL on the bottom of it again. So, I had like, what, 200 of those things that I then had to run through like that paper cutter that they had? So, and they're thick paper, so I'd only do two at once. So I had to do like 100 slices on that and then, and then cut my little brackets out into small sheets. It was, it was like two hours worth of work. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I could have done that right here. I'm like, yeah, that's good. <laughs> the you know. um, but then we found out some other cool things that I did not know about, which was I was going to be responsible for a cheer table or a station or whatever they call it. Right. So we had. To-
1: What's cheer a cheer table? Chair. This cheer is an or chair? Cheer,
2: C A T E R. So, saying. so you, I have like uh, bang sticks or thunder sticks, whatever you want to call them—the things that people bangers. bang. Right. Well,
0: okay. And like, wait, I thought part, bangers were sausage. Yeah, that's what I <laughs> thought. No, I, I call them bangers because okay.
1: thunder sticks is—it's too long to say. I don't know. I like so, bangers. All right. Go with
2: bangers. So I, <laughs> I don't know if I want to use bangers for what I'm about to they say. They are
1: cool thunder sticks. You can
2: call them okay. OK. I'll call them thunder sticks for what I'm about <laughs> to say. Because once I found out, so we, we had at this table, uh, you had really cool chat bubbles. Like, if you've ever, as an innkeeper, gotten one of the kits that have the little kind of dry erase cardboardy ones, these were really nice kind of vinyl printed ones that you could actually write on with. Uh, real markers, and we had like really good markers, and those things went quick. There were some that were pre-printed with the Hearthstone font that said "Well played." Those went like hotcakes. Uh, there were a couple little face masks that you could hold up. Uh, there was a full-size card that you could put your head into. Uh, those went really quick. Um, but and then regular old you know posters that people would write on their own posters and make their own posters and stuff. Uh, the uh, <laughs> the bangers. Uh, those are those the things that are like inflated with air. Okay, those don't come pre-inflated. Somebody needs to blow those things up.
1: No, you didn't.
2: Of course I did.
1: Yeah, people will do was... that themselves. You don't well, need that... to do it for them.
2: I said that. Uh, our our event manager said, uh, no, we're going to pre-blow. And so... Um, that's
1: we was you.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. I had other people who had oh, never okay. met. And we're back there <laughs> blowing on bang sticks. That's why I didn't want to call them bangers um, for about an hour until we're all just like, we're kind of lightheaded. Can we take a break? Um, so. <laughs>
1: they looked really cool, though. I saw them pictures. Weren't they like gold with like stone written yeah, on them. So, they, they look see, cool. They
2: we're, were a gold foil. And honestly, they looked really good. They didn't sound as good. You had to really you had to squeeze them. Squeeze them to make them That's because we didn't
1: blow them up hard enough. That's your oh, fault. Oh, we blew
2: them up hard enough. I'm they were. They, they were. <laughs> I'm they just were teasing. Let me tell you, those things were long, hard, and rigid.
1: This is yeah. a PG 13 show, Ruth. I'm about just going to remind you. What are you US talking bat. about? <laughs> what are you
0: talking about? I'd prefer you not go to LA and blow <laughs> bankers, yeah,
1: okay? You know, I'll go to LA again. You're not allowed.
2: So, <laughs> so what was happening is like. It's like people would get these bangers into their hands, and they would smack them together, and they wouldn't sound as cool as they thought they would sound. And so then they would just like squeeze them, and then what was happening is as they were squeezing the bangers and smashing them together, then the air leaks out, and they start they start they start to wilt, they start to get a little shall we you say limp. Well, then they're bringing us their limp <laughs> bangers, and everybody's like, well, get you another one or two. And but it's really weird because.
1: Straw guy to blow. We
2: didn't up. No, we didn't have little straws that kept the straws the straws went away. We I don't know. But yeah, it was Is really fun to
1: let them blow them up themselves because <laughs> then they have the straw.
2: <laughs> hey, I'm with you. Uh, but we also had a roll t-shirt so we had to give away. i time, but that was that was still that was still day pre-tournament day. We're rolling all the shirts that we're going to give away. That was over a 1000 shirts that we had to take out of nicely folded boxes. Ah. And then re-roll them. That was cool. So, was d- Well, here's the thing. I don't like being idle. And then when there's nothing to do because there's no live audience, what am I supposed to do? Just sit there and watch Hearthstone all day? No, I need to do something. So I was doing something. Hey, I even unloaded a lady's convertible that had a bunch of craft services food in it. That was cool, too. Oh, but whatever. See, yeah. Hey, We're innkeepers. We do what we want to do. Then everything is ready to go. Like, everything's done by the end of the day. And day two of the tournament rolls around. And... Now it's basically everything set up. We still don't have a live audience, and there's not a lot of prep work left to do. So I was able to watch a lot of Hearthstone. I was able to prep things the way I wanted them prepped. Able to just just get things ready, so I knew what tables were going to do what. I had everything planned out in my mind. I had a lock solid plan. It was reviewed, checked three or four times. We knew exactly what we're going to do. Got to chill the rest of the day, watch some Hearthstone, have some really cool things. Uh, interact with the casters a lot. That was a lot of fun. They're really cool people. And head out, come back. Live day one starts. People and start-
1: everything is out the window. <laughs>
2: you are absolutely correct. Everything <laughs> is out the window. Nothing, and I mean nothing, went according to my plan that was so solid in my head. And I mean nothing. And here's why. And this is an important lesson for everybody to, to take away. Production makes all the rules. So when people are coming in and if they weren't interested in sitting at a tournament table, I was cool, go sit in the audience. Production's like, nope, we need to fill these tables first to make it look good on camera. My entire day for the morning was off kilter, because I would go to a table that I was 100% prepared to run an eight-person tournament at and nothing else, and go, OK, let's run an eight-person tournament. And three people didn't want to do it. And not yeah. enough people were there that could understand how to run a bye. And And I was so thankful. And I've said this before. There were some innkeepers there. Bites was included. There were times when he was at a table that I had to say, run a tournament. If th- there was one where they had to think they ran with five people, and like, no problem, that means X amount of people get a buy, great, run it. I didn't have to worry about that table. But there were plenty of tables that couldn't handle that. And since I'm running seven tables plus other events going on, I don't have time to babysit a table to, to manage a buy for them.
1: So my my question, because I don't know, I do recall when we had Lucas on um, as the one of the main innkeepers for the World Championship there were multiple innkeepers that Blizzard brought in for that event. So this were you, was me. Yeah, I it was the only you. one. It so was the that, only one. Was that ever part of the conversation with them to yep. say, like, hey, like, do you want to bring in more, or are you asking, like, can we bring in more assistance? Because I know, and I think a lot of us innkeepers would agree that, you know, I my events are successful because I have assistance from other people. Like, I I cannot as much as you know, um, we can be experienced and confident, there's a physical limitation on how many people and many many events, so like a table for a tournament that you can run, you know?
2: Uh, candidly, I asked and was told no. I asked uh, for two others and I named names and was told no. So we'll leave it at that. Um, however, I did have uh, Alex Tao was there and he was a absolute Joy to work with and was able to help me with a ton of stuff to do. The uh, bites just said uh, too much work for one person. And um, and 17,000 steps a day can guarantee you it's a lot of work for one person. I was running everywhere, only got to sit down a little bit, coming through, checking on people. And I know, look, and I said, you, you know, that you, my experience is going to be different than anybody else's experience there. One of the things that I was doing was collecting trash. And not everybody's going to do that. I would go through uh, by the tables and say, "Give me your trash. Let's get the trash up." Uh, it wasn't because I didn't want a person to leave the table or have to get up or whatever. That was more for production value, so that Quality they could get control. shots exactly. So mm-hmm. um, there was a lot of stuff going on. Everything, but like I said, day one, it it was salvaged. We we made it work. Uh, we had we had devs come in, and I'm so mad at myself. Uh, because I my mind didn't put it together right. Do you guys know who Celestion is? All right. Well, no. He, he, okay. So <laughs> from sorry. World of Warcraft, he, I'm sorry. he's he's one of the guys from World of Warcraft, one of the developers from there, and he's just a super super cool dude. If you Chad, yes, uh, if you know who Chad is. Uh, then you know who Celestian is. Um, if you have watched any of the promo or, or the stuff from HCT, he was the guy with the uh, multicolored hair whose uh, special power would be to randomly change a person's uh, hair in the room to a random color. Um, the guy is just a gem. The guy is an amazing person, and my mind didn't put it together. I've been wanting to meet Celestian for years, and I'm sitting here talking with him and not realizing it's even him. And so, yay, good for me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, it is. Uh, Snowbeast should absolutely credit It is a bad way to describe um, any... It's almost all Blizzard employees. I've always said, if you want to work at Blizzard, dye your hair uh, a different color. That's there, how...
1: There are exceptions.
2: Very, <laughs> very few. Um, so... One of the things we noticed with our cheer station is, uh, and we had no way to control it because you don't want to provide a negative guest experience, it, people were picking up stuff to collect it and heading out to their cars or wherever they had their vehicles and then coming back in and getting more. So they like picked up stuff to like not mess up, and then they went out and came back in and picked up stuff to mess up in the stands. Um, it, it leads to scarcity for other people. Uh, and that was something that was kind of difficult to control. Um, there were some other variant issues that happened that were very quickly rectified. And this isn't about that. It's about the innkeeper experience. So those little things that, that happened, y- you always have to keep in mind you're trying for the best experience possible with, with people. And I kept that in mind in every decision that I made uh, while I was there, um, including letting some tables just be whatever they wanted to be. Uh, if you if they just wanted to sit there and chill and hang out fine sit there and chill and hang out i, I don't i don't care um, by the end of day one i had run 10 eight-man tournaments and seven time dungeon runs we we're doing Kobolds and catacombs uh, time dungeon runs 30 minutes come back see what everybody's doing uh using the honor system i didn't have any issues with any of those um I, I had to say this the crowd was phenomenal the people that we had playing uh, in our in our fireside were phenomenal. Everybody was honest. I didn't have a single problem. And it, you come back and say, you know, who's the winner? And they're like, oh, it's this dude, it's this chick, it's this person. they were like, they were like, oh, such a close game. They're, everybody's like super into it, and it really made my experience as an innkeeper a lot easier uh, because people were super into what was going on and were super friendly, and everybody was making sure everybody was having having a good time. Um, so it was a lot of events to run. Long day, get back, get back up the next morning. By the way, we're doing uh 18 and 19 hour days while we're here. By the way, that's another thing to keep in mind. Your call, my call time was like 5 a.m. and I'm getting out at, back to the apart, uh, apartment, back to the hotel at 11. Um, so long days. So I'm back day two, and by the end of day one, we decided to scrap any kind of plan we had, but we came up with a different plan. <laughs> So we use these little the chat bubbles that we get for our our innkeepers, which we weren't the you know the ones with the dry erase little dry erase chat bubbles, and we wrote what we wanted to do at each table and put it on the end of the table, and we left purposely left two tables in the middle completely blank, and those are our completely you you don't want to do anything fine sit at the table in the middle, that's the best camera shot anyhow, and that was all going really good, and I was really happy until and I was like, until production stepped in and said fill this table and they filled it with a family of four or five I think it was four, could be wrong Bites will remember he's right beside them adorable family, they brought their own homemade posters from home, they're little kids but they're all playing Hearthstone the family was playing, it was just super I mean the camera absolutely loved these kids they were adorable, the family was adorable it looked like a family out of a catalog and it was just like Okay, but here's the cool part. I just picked up that little dry erase thing and went, okay, and I put it on another table, and it was done. I'm like, no big deal. We'll run yeah. tournaments over here. And You adapt
1: that, as an innkeeper. It,
2: it ran so much better. Day two ran so much better. My only downside about day two is I had a a finite amount of things I could give away. Uh, we were giving away two things. We were giving away the fireside pin, uh, the, car, uh, the fireside metal pin, to anybody who did anything. It was the easiest thing to get. I I had over 500 of them, and those were very easy to give out. We also had the um, Trial of Valor pins, the red pins, uh, which are very difficult to earn, very difficult to come by, and I had a very, very low amount to give, um, 40. And I had to account for every single one of them. And... Because of that, I couldn't give them out for just anything. You had to participate, and you had to win. So let's go back and let's do our numbers. Uh, Eight and seven, man, turn actually it wasn't 40. I had 20 pins to give out. Uh, And I gave out eight and seven, those 15 pins on day one. So when we do the math, I had roughly five pins for the second day. It's actually a little more. Um, but we ended up running four eight-mans, five dungeon runs. Uh, so we did another 13, 14. So I guess I had about thirty. I had – it got down to the point where my last pin was the pin that they had told me to wear on my jacket. No. I was wearing a hood.
1: Did you give away your pin?
2: I gave away my pin. But you here's know the – what?
1: Cool. But that's oh, – no.
2: There's a Let's great story. There's a great story behind <laughs> this. Um, and Bites I have to help me. Trial of Valor. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bites. You're right. Uh, it's TOV, and I had something. I had a different TOV, TOV in my head. Um, it's one of them. I don't it's, know. I thought it was Thrill of thrill Victory. victory. I think it's Thrill of Victory. Is it? Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. So uh, we're throwing church terms out now, Snow Servant leadership. Hashtag. I know these things. So so here's the cool part. Uh, Bites might know the guy cuz the guy was sitting at Bite's table and had done dungeon runs with Bites a couple times and not one. He had done tournaments oh. on day 1 and not one. And I've got one pin left and we decide and I have multiple people like going, "Hey, we want we we want one more chance to get this pin." I should I should preface this by saying another thing in here. We did not run anything when certain people were playing, when it was YoCAD time, it was YoCAD time. And you watched YoCAD. People watched Killing All Day, and so nothing was going on on the tables whenever there was a YoCAD tournament going on. And just because more people were interested in that than doing anything else. So there was a little pause in the gameplays because of YoCAD, because of Thrill- Killing All Day. So anyhow, this guy, day one, does, I mean, he was in almost everything I was doing. I was like, how is this guy doing this? But he was everywhere. Day two, we had less things to do, but he was there. And so the last tournament, I had multiple people coming up to me and going, hey, one more shot, one more shot. We end up with a 16-person tournament. We have table one and table two. And we put them together and we go, okay, we're doing an eight-man tournament here. We're doing an eight-man tournament here. The winners of those two face off. The winner of that uh, you know, match is going to receive this pin. And it was that guy. He made it all the way through the 16 and then the extra two. He made it all the way through. Aww. Gotta love a good Aww. underdog story. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Especially one yeah, that, like, tried so hard, you know? He kept going and
2: going and going and going and he, and he got it. And I was, like, super stoked. But there's other – this. okay, here's another thing we ran into. This is awesome. Um, there was a lot of folks from uh, Europe at our – uh, event so people came over to cheer on their 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 heroes, cheer on their their people playing, and uh, Van Doom. It was a uh bites. It was a big guy in a checkered shirt. He's about my size, so you I, you do the math. Blonde hair, go for it. I don't know if it was Van Doom or not. Um, so as i was saying, a lot of people from Europe, a lot of people from Asia, they're watching their their heroes play. You know, their, their champions play this game. And they'd sit down at the tables and we go, Hey, you want to do a tournament? I go, Yeah, let's do a tournament. Great. We got eight people. Yes, we got eight people. Everything's going great. Except you're region locked to East Asia. And you're really you can't do a tournament, and that feels bad. Now, here's the cool part. I got a table full of developers right there. So I go over to the table's full of developers and I go, Hey, feels bad moment. My guys can't do a tournament because they're region locked. What can we do? And they went, that does feel bad. We should probably not have that in a fireside gathering. I'm like, yeah, I think. Um, and so unfortunately, the only answer was go defeat the innkeeper in North America and you you can start playing in North America. There was a really weird way around it in like a PvP borrow a deck you could do, but it wasn't tournament. So or well not PvP, borrow a deck, no, I said PvP. But so need to say, out of that came a great conversation about why should you be region locked on fireside gatherings. So who knows? Might be another thing we bring up if we do another Innkeeper Summit. Might be a thing to bring up uh, there as well because that was something that was uh, a little bit of, of a feels bad moment. We had a gentleman from Russia who showed up who spoke probably 17 words of English. One of them was Hearthstone because he said that a lot. <laughs> This dude was so genuine. He was so happy to be there. He was so engaged with everything that was going on, but he was region locked. He couldn't, and he wanted. He wanted so bad to compete that uh, Alex Tao sat with him and got him uh, the America's Regions uh, regions unlocked. Got him into a tournament, and that dude won a tournament and won the pin. So there are um. so feel good stories. Uh, from that, that it was just, it was such a cool experience that that had there uh, that we had there, uh, that that it was just amazing to be able to to just make people's days by making people's days. Well, we're all innkeepers. We all know that feeling that when someone has a really good experience, it makes us feel good, and that just gets amped up at these at these locations. Uh, how much? Uh, we have a question from Bites. This is how much notice did I have to plan? And how soon did you get access to the venue to set up? I had about a month to plan, um, but everything changes. Uh, We've all dealt with Blizzard. Most of us have dealt with Blizzard. And things changed uh, on a weekly basis. So we'd have a plan laid out. Things would change. I would ask for things. It would get denied. I would say, I want to do this. They would say, we can't because of X, Y, Z. And so it got to a point where I started to scale down what I was planning on doing until I got there. I knew I was going to get there at least one day in advance, and I could make any kind of changes I wanted to make to uh, to my plan uh, to better work out something I was doing. Um, my hands still got tied on some ideas I wanted to do. And in retrospect, it probably wouldn't have worked. And I, and I know Scott and I shared some of that with you, uh, that at one point in time, I really wanted to kahoot. There's just no way to do that at, at, you want at to that to
1: location.
2: Yeah, the trivia. Play Kahoot! To... You
1: mean, Everyone you should Kahoot! You don't want to be in Kahoot!
2: No, I wanted to to play.
1: <laughs> you wanted to, to Kahoot!
2: Yeah, no. Uh, and there were there were things that now in hindsight, I I should have planned. There's a lot of hindsight. I should have planned for an alternate four person tournament. I should have been able to plan for uh, a different kind of things, but you can't plan for every contingency although you'd love to you just can't um but what i should have done is easily done a, a four-person tournament in fact we had some tables we were doing okay head you know head to head match you guys go and then we went down the table head to head to head to head to head to the winners then face the winners it was a weird tournament thing that we made happen uh we just tracked it on a blank piece of paper we said all right the winner keeps going um and great, let's keep doing this. That one required a lot of babysitting, but we made it happen. We made it work. Uh, we have a question from Snow Beast. This is, what were some lessons learned on Blizzard's and? I don't know. Uh, and and how they set me up for success. Um, production wasn't part of, of the pre-planning. It wasn't part of pre-planning. It was very little part of pre-planning. Um, that's when I kind of learned about Kahoot. Kahoot, they said, no, there's no way we can set up anything electronic uh, that you can do there. Uh, we can't do that. Production said no. Um, but... The aspect of of production that wasn't covered that I should have known or, or should have thought about but didn't think about is what's going to be on camera is more important than what the people are doing at that table. So if you're filling a table, it's more important to have that table filled with people who are engaged and having a fun time than it is to be filling with the people who are engaged, having a fun time running the tournament that you wanted them to run and participate in so if they're having a great time that's more important than them having a great time doing something you wanted them to do um i don't think the process is going (laughs) to change
1: the the thing with also with the production is that it at this point especially it is so i don't want to say controlled or like planned but there it is so quick what they're doing behind the scenes like the fact that there aren't major gaps, and this is why when there are other tournaments happening, you notice the gaps, is because when Blizzard does it, you don't notice it. Like it's so sequential that to try and add something in that doesn't delay the tournament, it's really hard to do. Um,
2: so they pre-plan for all of that. They have contingency yeah. plans, 100%. Um, on day one with the live audience, there was a a problem, and what it um... Basically, you, you saw one of the players raise their hand at the very end of their match. And that meant that, hey, I've got a problem with something in front of me, and it's out of my control. What do I do? At that point in time, um, behind play. the scenes, what was going on was, was super incredible. So there was, a, there was a glitch. I'll leave it at glitch. There was a glitch. And I was sitting in what's called the observation room at that point in time when this glitch happened. The glitch happened. And ninjas came out of the walls. It was amazing. <laughs>
1: I mean, it was. Oh yeah, I, was no, no, it is like it's
2: insane. incredible the amount of yeah. people that that sprung into action, and within three seconds they had a they didn't have it fixed. They had it identified, and in three seconds they threw to something else for the casters to do. They had pre-planned segments in case of emergencies, so they went to one of their games that the casters played, and it was the one where. Um, Admiral had to fill in the blanks on something, and so they go to that to kill time. And as soon as they go to that to kill time, that buys them three minutes to yep. figure out how to fix the issue. And, and now you they don't
1: notice it as the spectators, if you were like you oh, don't, and that's don't. the magic of Blizzard, and
2: is this bad. is when my jaw like I'm it's on the ground, and I'm like having to get towels to to swipe up my. my I'm just drooling. I'm like I can't believe this is happening. So. <laughs> They literally identified there is an issue. Three seconds. Cut cut to this, production takes care of that. Now the ninjas are in the room, they're like, What is the problem? They identify exactly what the problem is. Let's get it fixed. They had people out there fixing it. Within three minutes they are back ready to go.
1: It's like if you remember the movie Minority Report <laughs>
0: Like the,
1: the, the directors picogs. basically they have a screen and they're like, Ready camera two, take two like like they have this whole, you know, like thing and it's but it's a whole team effort in terms of knowing your cues, knowing mm. what the plan is. And it, it really is a, an incredible, um, spectacular thing to witness. And I, I'm so glad, Root, that you were able to go and be a huge part of that. Like, it's its something that I think every innkeeper,
2: oh, I, you know, you wants to really watch should. You should. You work towards it. Make You know, um, I'm going to say this is one of the things. So... There, there are times where I kind of live by the I. I'll do something without asking, and if someone says, "Hey, don't do that," oh, I'm sorry. I kind of beg forgiveness instead of asking Easier permission. Easier to
1: apologize to right.
2: And so <laughs> I'm sitting. They gave me this little workstation um, on one of the days that I was in the observation room. No, no, I didn't pause it down. It was no, actually like, kind of funny because what they did, they moved the keyboard and mouse away and made sure the monitor was off. And they're like, "You can set your laptop up here," you know, <laughs> like don't touch anything. So I'm sitting there and I'm watching stuff happening and I look beside me and you go, know, everybody's on the headsets. And there's a headset beside me. So I'm just like, huh. So I pick up the headset, put it on. Oh my gosh, the amount of information that is that that the casters, and I know that they don't hear it all, but you hear the casters and you hear production and you hear this person and that person and stage manager. All these conversations are happening blah, 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 so fast. And you hear every element of the production that's going on and it is mind-numbing the amount of information that is going across the headsets uh, that it it was like, I couldn't process it all. I had to take the headset off and go, okay, that was a lot. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it was just so much but one of the things that, that kind of there were some things that I have to talk to you guys about offline because some some of the magic kind of got revealed to me that I was like, oh so that's how they do that. So there's some of those moments, but to say this, uh, it's 150 people working on a production that that we take for granted, that we should not take for granted. Uh, it was there was times that I've seen this production, you know, while watching, I watch and I kind of go like, "What? Why? Why? Why was that mistake made? Why did that happen? Why did this happen?" And there are people whose job it is to watch the stream and report on anything that they see off. They're like, hey, I saw this, that shouldn't be there. And Then you have like stagehands running in and fixing things. Like, hey, the player put their water bottle back on the table, not down below the table. And the you see a guy diving on stage underneath everything, so he's out on the camera, reaching up, grabbing the bottle, putting it back where it's supposed to be, and then, like, snake crawling off there. It's insane, the amount of people working on these things. It's just it's amazing. It's definitely one of
1: those things where if you don't notice what's happening people are doing their job right like and that's the trick and that's that's the thing with like I think with all as we do as innkeepers like if it and I don't want to say it's like a thankless job but in a way it is like if you notice like as an innkeeper like someone on the stage or something if you notice someone doing their job they're not doing it when you don't notice it they're doing it so it's one of those thankless things that like is when you're running things very smoothly, even though issues are coming up, you know, the trick is people not noticing and the focus being on the show and on the players and on the competition and on the crowd, like you said. So, you know, you know, honestly, congrats and I know that Avantis and myself are so proud of you oh, um, for going and doing that <laughs> and having huge success with it. Um, you know, it, it really is really cool to see a fellow co-host go and be a part of that. So it well, was done. A ton of fun. well done.
2: Well played. Well played. I know we're well, well <laughs> we running late, and I I appreciate you guys letting me kind of go through um, whatever you know the process that we have. Bice just said it's very nerve wracking to think you know what it is. Yeah. So bites, I could go on forever about this about I the could people. Too. <laughs> who, and so I'll give you a little bit behind the scenes. I, I thought I wanted to do something like this a couple weeks ago. And I approached Deliri and Avantis about it and they're just like, no. I, really? they, were no. they were just like, it is not even a discussion point. And I'm like, yeah, but you could, no.
1: It's that you honestly, in my experience, to pull off um, a stream, especially say a multi-venue stream, multi-venue mm. tournament, something that honestly won't look Grassroots in a bad way with Hearthstone. With other games, I feel it's a lot easier because their spectator mode enables more um, from a streaming point. With Hearthstone, you need to have dual spectators, and then you need to flip the deck of the opponent and have the secrets pop up in this and that. And what if they get to you know choose one from three? How do you show that? Like Hearthstone is a very technical game. To stream and to portray, it. There's a lot to it. It really is. And I always feel bad when people approach me with these really cool ideas, and they're so inspired. And I have to. I feel like I have to be the buzzkill to be like, "This is great." And I love that you're inspired and you have this passion for it. But you like, it isn't easy, and it can look bad very easily.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. Like it, it really can, and it's not to say don't do it. It's just don't. Go into it no no you you're right don't do it, it. just well, stop it you're absolutely you right a whole thing put together like you need a team you need to like practice. you need 150
0: and people <laughs> yeah yeah now for, for those for those of you who don't know my day job is i work for a television station so like what everything the production side of this that you just described Root, is what I'd work with and do on a daily basis. So I'm intimately familiar with the process of how much work and how many people it takes to pull off something like this. And, you know, I feel like, you know, my day job has kind of helped me in my hobby of what we're doing now live streaming this podcast and you know i do some of this with hero power as well where we run a tournament on you know uh every quarter or so and i do all the production work solo by myself switching scenes throwing up slates rolling you know uh videos and i've done videos on this show before you know when we had innkeepers submit videos and it's it's really not you know a lot of people are like oh all you gotta do is press a button well not exactly there's a little more to it than that but you know it's it's one of those things that's a lot of fun to do and i'm planning a big uh, tournament in august that i'm going to live stream as well and uh do i think it's going to be perfect no not by any means but one thing about Hearthstone players, they love to see themselves on Twitch, regardless. <laughs> and so, so I'm gonna I'm gonna live stream this event in August that I'm planning, and uh, it's it's probably not gonna be anywhere near great quality, but it'll be a lot of fun, and players will love to see themselves on streams. So. Yeah, and you'll you'll
1: learn a lot on in the process, and that that is the thing. It's not to say don't do it. It's to go into it with eyes wide open, as in like it's going to be extremely tricky and hard. And if it isn't perfect, don't kick yourself. Like keep like keep that passion, keep that enthusiasm. Um, I suffer from a case of perfectionism in everything I do, and I've learned over the years to instead of kind of let not hitting the mark get you down. It's actually to revel in errors and mistakes and things you don't see coming because that really is how you learn to aspire to greatness and continue along your journey. So, it is really hard and be realistic but absolutely go for it. Like don't let anything, kind of what Bites was saying in chat, like set yourself a task you can't achieve and then grow into the person that can achieve it. And this this coming from the innkeeper who is literally the innkeeper. The innkeeper. Um, <laughs> <People> <laughs> was were sad that he
2: didn't yeah. that the uh, that he didn't do his, his cosplay. We had a lot of people asking that. In fact, it was kind of funny one guy I was I was backstage on day one or something. No, whatever day was, I can't remember. And a guy said, uh, who are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm the innkeeper. And he goes, oh, are you the guy that dresses up as a dwarf? And I'm like,
1: nah. no way. Uh, <laughs> and you're like, no, he's sure. over there.
2: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to disappoint. But hey, look, I know we're running long. I just want to say I wanted to thank every all the production staff, everybody was there. Special thanks going out to uh, Alex Charsky and Alex Tao. Both of those guys were absolutely phenomenal uh, in, uh, in helping me get through this process and, and being part of, of a fantastic event out there. Um, and thanks to Nicole because Nicole uh, Glitch actually had some stuff to do with me being there Um, and super thanks to them, super thanks to the entire Hearthstone family and Blizzard community and everybody who actually showed up uh, to the event, obviously without you guys it wouldn't have been nearly as fun as it was because that would have been kind of boring to run (laughs) nothing
1: Was, Was Jesse there?
2: He was not (gasps)
1: He's recovering from surgery, hello? Oh, he was, Oh. For those of you who don't know, Jesse is the uh, North America, he's the main community manager, he has been one of our biggest assets in terms of Blizzard for years now. Um, We all love him dearly, that's why I asked if he was there, but he did. He's recovering from
0: surgery. He's probably the biggest supporter of innkeepers that you'll ever meet.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So. Yeah,
2: probably tore him up not to be there, but I mean yeah. the guys recovering from 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 surgery, so best recovery yeah. wishes going out to him, of course. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, super. I can't wait to do another one. Um, but I will say this: if you're going to ever do one of these events, uh, like spend some time on a treadmill before, like to work out your legs, do something, because uh, I averaged uh, seventeen thousand steps per day uh, at the event. So for me, that's a lot. It I might did- be. a
1: I did one of once where I hit 24, 26,000 in a day.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, wow. it was like 5 a.m. to 2 a.m. It, was All bad. Right, it cool. wasn't so, but
0: yeah. We got to wrap this up. Yes, we uh, do. We do. <laughs> So to <laughs> recap, uh, we introduced a bunch of new members to the uh, Discord, and we uh, talked about Root's innkeeper report from HCT Summer. Um, all right. So, O'Leary, if people want to follow you on the interwebs, where can they find you?
1: Well, you can find me on Twitter um, at Leary A-L-E-I-R-R-I. Um, this Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, I will be on the United Hearthstone League Twitch channel playing on behalf of the Inkeeper podcast in the uh, semifinals of the league. This is crazy. I can't believe I've here this far, um, but I'll be there on Friday. You can also follow me on Twitch at O'Leary and I'm on Instagram at aka aka.O'Leary. That link is on my Twitter though if you want to grab it there. Root, my uh, fellow co-host, fresh off HTT Summer. <laughs> Where can people find you?
2: Well, you can find me uh, here every Tuesday night that we're actually doing a show. Uh, other than that, you can find me online at Hearthcast Roots. I do another show called uh, Hearthcast. We're doing that show for about, uh, about nine years now. It is a Blizzard Universe podcast, audio only. Uh, but you can check that out at hearthcast.com or just look uh, for us in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts at Hearthcast. Uh, Avanti's, my dear friend, where can people find you?
0: Well, you can find me on Twitter at Avanti's HS. Or you can find me every Wednesday night, except for tomorrow night because it's a federal holiday, <laughs> on uh, Twitch doing Hero Power, which is a uh, general news uh, podcast about Hearthstone, always talking Hearthstone. And um, you can find me here or in the Discord. I'm always in the Discord lurking, you know, I- I'm always online. So if you ever need me, feel free to just hit me up. Yeah. your right. cat
2: just came downstairs
0: yes yes <laughs> all right so speaking of the innkeeper discord if you are an innkeeper and you are not currently a member you can join by going to bit.ly forward slash hs and for all of your event needs, you can find lots of resources over at hsnkeepers.com, and you can also check the official Blizzard Fireside Gathering resources, which is com. And we have one more quick thing from... Who wrote that?
1: I think... I- This is a copy. I copied that. Uh, Because it also says Avanti's, y'all still don't follow me on Twitter, which is (laughs) what I think I put a copy pasta (laughs) error. (laughs) <laughs> you follow me now, and I'm pretty sure let's Put that
0: so, um, all right. Well, yeah. then <laughs> welcome back, guys. This is what we get for not doing a show for a month.
1: Yeah, we need to get back into the rhythm of it all, but we'll be back next week. We have um, a couple of weeks of very, very cool content coming for you guys, and um, we didn't mention it yet, but we are bringing contests two innkeepers in the server in the discord server. So, um, keep an eye out for that. We will be announcing those very, very soon.
0: Um, All right. And with all of that said, we want to thank you all for joining us live. We love having you here with us every week. And for those of you listening at home, thank you for downloading the show. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you all again real soon. Bye. Oh, I'm, like, moving my head with that music. (laughs) There you go. Thanks for listening to the H.S. Innkeepers podcast. For legendary
2: resources and more, go to hsinnkeepers.com. Shwinghammer.